Yeah, I press record and he turns off his cam. There we go. Okay. Jonah Jonah Hill, like you were saying, Dom. Like fucking pick one, man. Yeah. I don't know. Are you morbidly obese or like way too skinny? Like which (laughs) one is it? Come on, guy. You're either starving or you ate yourself. Also, what happened to Howard Stern? I don't what know. What did happen to Howard Stern? Well, well, nothing. Okay, hang on. So I, I somehow ended up on this website that has a lot of celebrity headlines. Let's go through them. Jonah Hill is dating a 24-year-old college surfer. She's much better looking than he is. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are back together. Howard Stern slamming anti-vaxxers and talking about uh, you can't cite freedom as the reason you know i want my freedom blah blah hang on didn't howard stern literally make his many hundreds of millions of dollars utilizing freedom (laughs) wasn't that his whole thing i can say whatever the fuck i want come on howard i guess he is saying whatever he wants (laughs) which is also fine nick cannon is open to having more kids after baby number seven oh that's good he's he's in your neighborhood also nick cannon is 40 so that's cool. Wow. Hey, guess what? Evander Holyfield is almost 70. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Evander in a second. Megan Fox and my guy NGK are uh, apparently rumored to be engaged. Brian is like, I'm leaving. Megan McCain lands on the Daily Mail after View X. I don't know what any of those words mean. Um, Phil Collins can barely hold a drumstick. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. Uh, Kanye West appears to be planning a home decor line. Okay. And that was the end of that. That is Dom's celebrity corner for the day. If I had said to either one of you in 2013 that here in the year of our Lord 2021, on is it on Saturday? Yeah. The Triller fight? Yep. On September 11th, 20 years post. The September 11th attacks. (laughs) Former president of the United States, Donald Trump, is going to be the commentator on a thriller pay-per-view fight featuring Vitor Belfort and Evander Holyfield, who is is a late sub for Oscar De La Hoya. You'd be like, what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Not to mention the fact that Tito Ortiz is going to now fight Anderson Silva on that card. (laughs) That's on the same card? Yes. Oh, man. Oh, shit, Dom. It's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What would it take to make a fan like you listen to a man like me talk about UFC? I don't know. Let's ask my friend Dom. We'll find out who won in the weekend scrum. MMA, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Jones, kill you with the ground and pound. DJ Penn, 
I like your reaction to that because it's almost like well, it's like kind the of joke I'm making is literally like, the real what? the real thing. Yeah. Anderson, Man. we get to see Anderson Silva knock out Tito Ortiz in a boxing match, which he's definitely going to do. One hundred, one hundred percent. And I think uh, I think Vitor is going to starch. Oh my gosh! I it seems am, like it anyway. I am. Uh, that is, and it's TRT Belfort. <laughs> so yeah, i mean this isn't even like aging belfort who who went out this is it's, like it's fun it's fun how you say trt as this if that's is... the only thing he's on also evander is almost 60 not 70 ah gotcha yeah. so that's a thing yeah we're gonna have to make some picks <laughs> okay we don't have I think to we could, i think we, we may be in the general consensus <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, man, that's the only—that's like the only fights this weekend too. Mm-hmm. Of every promotion, I think it's the September 11th thing, right? I think people want to stay away from it, except the good people at Triller. Yeah. <laughs> also, they had to move it to Florida because that's the only place that would let it happen. Because <laughs> why wouldn't it? Yeah, they're not convinced September 11th happened yet. Here's so. a fun, here's a fun Florida story. My wife's good friend just moved there. And yesterday she was sending pictures to her of the alligator that has taken up residence in their backyard, <laughs> which is currently <laughs> flooded. <laughs> it's like you've been there for nine hours. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Dude, oh, I'm yeah. going that uh, next time. Okay, I've only been to Florida for Disney World for I love, honeymoon. I love Florida, and uh, but I will not go back there until I go on the uh, Star Star Wars Galactic Cruise Ship. I don't want to hear anyone spoil that for me. No, no. Is it a cruise ship? Or I thought it was like a two day. Uh, well, it's a hotel. Story. Yes. But it's in, themed as though it's an intergalactic cruise ship. Is that in Florida? Yeah. 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 At Disney World? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like you don't leave yeah. the hotel. You're you're on board a ship. It's fully immer- it's full immersion. Yeah. Fun fun fact, Ashley and I actually contemplated whether or not we should do that. And then we started talking like, about Would price. you like my advice? <laughs> you absolutely should. We should, however, uh, per person, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, $10,000? Oh. Uh, it's darn close for one of the well, more yeah. immersive packages. Yeah, it well, starts then, at 2000 a person. I right. rescind my you should because ten grand is a lot. Yeah. Well, not anymore for you because of last week's weekly 50K PNP picks brought to you by Rough DraftKings. They're on the premium podcast. The not so rough DraftKings for me, wasn't it? It wasn't. Ryan, you were out last week because you were doing your your hero stuff. Um, So welcome back. Uh, Thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here as opposed to doing what I was doing last week. (laughs) Excellent. And for the protection of those involved, we will not dig into big details about it. 
<laughs> damn dude well we're, we're happy you're here um we uh we made this and uh it was kind of fun but we worked out a lot of kinks and uh we're playing with it but let's just look at our 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 pnp picks from last week just as a refresher holy shit knocking over my computer uh we get 50k in a bankroll each week because we're ballers like that and then we use sports books odds to to make some bets uh and try and blow through that 50k and see what we could do um we try and pick a parlay we didn't last week just because we're still figuring out and you can do some homegrown props you know uh i bet last week that Darren Till would walk out to uh, Sweet Caroline, and he didn't. Uh, you know what? I almost texted you because the uh, like two days after we recorded, I was watching the UFC pre-show with my father-in-law of all people, and they were like, "Oh, he's not coming out to Sweet Caroline this time." I was like, "Whoa, yes, <laughs> yep." I lost that prop, mm-hmm. so that was that was clearly what did me in this week. Um, so we can do that. Uh, and then if two players uh, happen to pick the exact opposites in a fight, uh, we'll do a fight of the night bonus of 50K or 75, whatever it is that night. But last week we did some picks and Dominic was the top winner. I cleaned up. You broke Cle- even. You broke he even. cleaned up with a cash out of 157K because of Aspinall by KO under seven. 30 which was a plus 800 uh which i called aspinall in round one which is a plus 275 i really should have just gone with you would have made a a lot more money the reason that plus 800 and we we checked that against a sports book yeah uh, because the initial odds that i wanted to give myself were much lower but it's the double right it's the by ko and under seven and a half which was halfway through the fight yes yeah yep so it worked out um but man yeah i picked uh we both picked bronson we both pick aspinall you pick morono i really shouldn't have gone against my guy uh which was dumb of me but i did because i didn't trust him under the pressure um and then khalil roundtree jesus with his that guy going to thailand to study kicking people was a really good decision yeah um, i have and, a i have a, a great comment regarding that as uh, well i am amped on that then uh we're <clears throat> uh hey we both picked pimblet that was fantastic uh yeah. i didn't win shit on that because i did prop that that on in round two uh but he showed mm. up at the very end of the first um and uh i lost that uh, we both got McMahon, but she did not win by KO, which we did choose a prop on that for the odds. Uh, and by golly, she looked great. So I'm kind of surprised that we didn't get that. But killer nickname in my unofficial nickname game, too. Mm-hmm. And also listening to her talk to Bisping was just really sweet. Uh, and then, man, I lost my my bet on Sweet Caroline, uh, which sucks. Uh, so, man, that was... That was our weekly PNP picks. You broke even if you went with me on Rough Draft Kings. And my geez, you tripled your money if you trusted the Dom Dome. Do you have any idea how excited I am to break even at a sports book on any given day? I have never tripled my money like this. Well, it's that's never, actually that's not true. <laughs> I did want, oh my goodness, on my have you guys heard this story? My best sports book moment of all time. My brother's bachelor party, I took him to Vegas and it was a nightmare trip for me. And 
I, I could not win a fucking bet. And then he disappeared. That's not nearly salacious. He just like went up to the hotel room and laid down on a bed. And I was like, well, I'm not tired. So I got a giant bowl of ice cream and sat in the sports book at the former Monte Carlo, which had just been renamed Park MGM, if I'm not mistaken, and or was in the process of transitioning. And I, I, LeBron James playing for Cleveland at the time was like a plus 275 underdog to the Celtics. And the Lakers were like plus 500. The Lakers were terrible at the time to the Spurs, were like plus 500 with the Spurs. I walked up to the sports book with all of my cash and I said, I want this half on the Cavs to win on the money line. And I want this half on a parlay, the Lakers and the Cavs to win. And I ate four pounds of ice cream and watched both games and won all of my money back. It was fun. It was fantastic. <laughs> that was a good story. I like that. You're welcome. I'm here all week. Uh, Ryan is actually one of the very few people that I have gambling stories with. I don't Most really. Them are, I are don't gamble with people. Stories. They are all sad alone stories, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, no, the the best one. If you if you don't if you remember right, we went to Laughlin. Yeah, uh, the very the very first time I went to Laughlin, uh, we went with the good doctor. And Aaron taught me how to play Pai Gao <laughs> while completely intoxicated because, mm-hmm. as you know, if you're gambling, hey, drinks, whatever you want. Whiskey sours for the duration of the night. Yes. Yep. Yep. We were in our early 20s. In hindsight, not a great decision. Uh, however, we're playing Pai Gao. And Aaron's teaching me how to play you got your two card, you got your five card, and we're playing the bonus bet. Now, I had run out of single uh, dollar chips, and I put down a $5 chip on the bonus bet, and I got dealt. When I looked at it, I, I showed my cards to Aaron because I'm, you know, severely, <laughs> severely intoxicated. And I yes. go, hey, I, I think I have a flush. And Aaron looks at the card and goes, dude, you have a straight fucking flush. <laughs> <laughs> puts 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 the cards down he goes yes play all this and then the dealer goes did you put that down and she looks at my bonus bet which is a five dollar bet on a straight flush which paid me like i don't know 250 to one Uh and she's like oh i gotta have the manager come over (laughs) and that is that is the like that was the best gambling trip ever i learned how to play craps and in aaron's living room on a felt rollout craps table that you put over a dining room table on learning how to place the yeah. bets and roll the die. Yes. And then we the proceeded to be, yes, complete shit at craps. But I hit uh, four aces with a kicker playing quarters uh, video poker that won me a small jackpot. I hit the, the straight flush in pie gal. We discovered ultimate Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. yeah that's when that was brand new mm-hmm. yes which was amazing because we got we... it was amazing because we <laughs> went out in the first fucking hour at the poker tournament we went to laughlin yes. to play <laughs> yes aaron <laughs> and i was... <laughs> were like we're big guys we play at the we play at the saturday tournament at pachanga all the time we're gonna <laughs> clean up here yeah. we're playing against people that are literally taking poker classes on how to play poker before the tournament 
And then I get taken out by said person in training class oh, yeah. because I'm, I'm playing two pair way too aggressively. Yeah. And then they hit a, hit a, a card on the turn and take me out with three of a kind. <laughs> Fantastic trip. And then we, we played ultimate Texas Hold'em. It was hot as balls. It was about 129. And we yep. walked outside from Harrah's to the Flamingo. The Flamingo, like a couple of jackasses. And uh, we sat down promptly to just get some drinks. And then, I mean, other than that, other than the gambling aspect, the best part about that trip was uh, both Aaron. <laughs> All right, dating ourselves. Aaron and I reading the last Harry Potter book in sequence on yep. the way to Laughlin. <laughs> and then and then coming coming back to the hotel room with your with the good doctor, fairly intoxicated, watching fairly. ice road truckers. Ice road truckers. Okay. <laughs> fairly fairly. No. Uh uh he was passing out like he was in the bed like half naked with a remote and he's like you fucking seen these guys <laughs> these motherfuckers are crazy man and then he falls asleep the, okay i think it's important for those listening to understand the good doctor is one of the three or four best americans in the country <laughs> it's like him uh like Donald Tim, Trump. Can- Tim Kennedy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Jesus, uh, and, and Jesus, yeah, notable American Jesus Christ, right? And uh, that's Ow. tremendous. I think we need to have. I love every bit of that story, and I, <laughs> the thing is, like, you have those trips, and that's why people keep going back because it it only ever goes that way once in a decade span of time, but it could be this time. Right. It could be this time I walk up to that craps table. The thing, one of the worst gambling stories I have after my sister-in-law's wedding, we were at a local reservation casino, just local to uh, Ryan and I here. Uh, Not the big one, the second biggest one. And they don't sponsor the show, so I'm not going to name them, but if they want to. um, And uh, I watched a guy who was also in the wedding party play single deck blackjack just against the dealer and I'm a blackjack purist. You like, but I I make advanced plays where like I'll split twos, if that makes sense. Because sure. four sucks, but you get a couple eight or a seven, eight, nine, you're in pretty good spot. You know, a pretty good spot. Excuse me. Um, I watched him play single deck blackjack, which is a completely different game, completely wrong against the dealer, and win like seven hundred and fifty dollars in. 14 minutes i was fucking furious i was like this is not how you're supposed to play don't hit don't hit he'd be like no i feel good about it i'm like no everyone who says they feel good about it loses that hand he's like hit and he'd hit on i'm not joking he'd hit on 16 against a dealer the dealer showing a five and i'm like what what are you doing you can't Just or it might have even been worse. It might, he might have had the 15 and she was showing the six and he's like hit. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm, I'm like throwing chairs from behind me. It's like three o'clock in the morning. I was so fucking mad. And he kept winning. And, you know, you get on that side of the cards. It's just a different. I don't know. When the, dealers, me, <laughs> the dealer shows that four, I make sure to split my kings. Which, I don't know about yes. you. 
Listen, if you're not splitting your kings on every hand, are you even playing blackjack? Um, every time you get them anyway, not every hand. I think we should plan for the pretty neat podcast in Las Vegas next summer for the big UFC event. Whether we go to the event or just hang out around it, I think we should do it. I can do it. 100%. <clears throat> it's not you a far drive for me. Or flight. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, we're, we're not driving. We're flying. Thank this, you. I appreciate that. Welcome. I'm buying. I'm buying tickets. I, I hate the the people who are like, no, it's not a far drive. Like, well, it's way easier to fly. Let's yeah. do it. The Pretty Neat Podcast does Las Vegas. Yeah, we're gonna do uh, live from the Italy at Park MGM. The Fuck Pretty yeah, we are. <laughs> and uh, man, we're gonna eat so much cannoli. And I'm... listen, you have no idea how drunk I can get. Dumb, I do. Yeah, yeah, yes, you do. Ryan, you don't know, but you're going to find out. It's going to happen. Just the statement, you don't know how drunk I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Just fills me with this, like, wonderment (laughs) inside. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hey, you guys were at my wedding, um, and you were both in. I was, I was pretty drunk there. That's yeah, true. and you had to, you had to go to. I, I, a lot of people don't know a, a pretty big celebrity performed at my wedding that a number of my guests elected to attend, <laughs> like you and Marla. <laughs> what? I'm just fucking with you. Everybody who came to my wedding left to go to a concert, and I just am pretending that that person performed at my wedding. Reba. Yes. <laughs> I remember her telling me, like, oh, I'm going to see Brooks and Dunn in Reba. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? It's good oh, times. Shit. Uh yeah. Anyway, I, I'm in for that. I think Vegas sounds good. Um the uh the anniversary of going to UFC 228, uh, which was Woodley versus Till. Uh, in Dallas with my wife was a couple of days ago popped up in my photo memories and that's a segue it's a segue it's a segue uh but man it did make me excited to go to another event with you guys but uh uh till also reminds me a lot of Woodley now (laughs) because he can't seem to can't seem to put a win on man yeah well, the, the news that came out that he had a partially torn ACL did kind of change my perspective on the matter, uh, but not entirely. Yeah. Yeah. That was updated. They updated that and it was fully, it was fully torn. Oh, really? Yeah. Before the fight. Well, I will tell you that I did place a bet on Derek Brunson to win the fight and I, you know, I was righteously rewarded. Yeah. Well, we loved the underdog sort of pay out on him last week i here's the thing man does it really change anything for either of them in that division uh there's been a lot of people discussing that which is interesting because till because he's from liverpool mm-hmm. and he talks the big game and he's got the looks and he backs it up you know i'm sure that they're going to continue to put him in some high profile fights the problem is you know, torn ACL, before that, broken collarbone, before that, some other minor injuries. Uh, when was he last really successful? It was when he was at welterweight. So have you seen Happy Gilmore? I, I ask that knowing that you have. Of course, it's rhetorical. <laughs> so 
when when she says there's just one problem he goes he says something about being a hockey player and you know you're a lousy kindergarten teacher he goes and she goes there's just one problem you're not any good i kind of feel that way about darren till like he's obviously he'd beat the shit out of any of us but we're talking about the best 185 pounders on earth yes and yeah he's ranked number eight and that's respectable but is he beating robert whitaker no is he beating no. Sylbender? Of course not. Is he going to beat Paulo Costa? Probably not. Is he going to beat Cannoneer? No. Does he beat Marvin Vittori? Like, even if he does, so? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. And then, okay, so then the, the other talk is he goes down to welterweight. Good fucking luck with that. You Okay, enjoy Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington and Gilbert Burns. <laughs> the fuck out of here what are you talking about <laughs> like come on i uh, I, just, I just don't know where he goes from here i don't even think he can make 170 Probably i don't think not. he can get down there either anymore you think he can get to 205 <laughs> what what and fight who what i no I can't, no I no, no that that's, that's less realistic than him going 170 back down. yeah yeah he's uh he just needs to get on some of that canelo a... alvarez chicken yes high in nutrients um (laughs) for me i think uh, if i can it's just like darren till was um he had no ground at all uh and and i mean uh, any ground that he could have developed in the last few years he didn't Mm -hmm. uh which was exposed by woodley also uh even though woodley cracked him Mm -hmm. um but this was a lot of fighter versus athlete discussion that we've been having a lot lately. You know, I think that this really showed what an and a professional athlete in a combat sport does against a rough growing up in Liverpool fighter uh, who converted it into a career. If that makes sense. Yeah. It yeah. just got outworked in every angle. Yep. And uh, by a professional. Is the next stop for him, Jake Paul? <laughs> like, let's. I mean, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's it's Kelvin Gastelum. Okay. <laughs> I think. It's... I mean, they're in the they're in the same boat, right? They're the guys that are competitive against top tier talent to a certain respect, but that don't fulfill their potential. If yeah, you're 100 percent right. If anything, it's a showcase for how fucking good you have to be to be at the top of any sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've, and I'm not even the biggest Stylebender fan, but it's like, you know how fucking good that guy is? Like, what are we even talking about? I, I Pretty- I'm I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know what you do with him. You know, I know that he the UFC wanted him to be like the, the They European. want him to be the, the next Michael Bisping. Yeah, pretty much. But I I think it's Patty. I really do. <laughs> It could be, but Patty Pimblett is going to get knocked out. Yes, the way he that is. he keeps his the way that he keeps his chin yes, way up in the air. Yeah, because he almost got knocked yeah. out in this fight. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, any of the top ten lightweight guys are going to be a real problem for him right now. Do you think they yeah. put him against a top ten lightweight? No, 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 no. Uh, no. Slow roll for sure. Yeah, it's the Sean O'Malley play. You bring him along slowly. You don't. You don't. You, you you imagine him in there right now with like 
Justin Gaethje. The fuck out of Justin, here. No. Justin Gaethje would murder him. Yeah, of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> there would be murder inside the octagon. I'm sorry. I have to look at Patty Pimblett's face real quick and now imagine Justin Gaethje hitting it. <laughs> and, and like, there... Hey, you called it, Dom, when you when you saw Patty Pimblett the first time. You said, look at this fucking chode. And we yeah. hadn't heard the word chode <laughs> in 12 years, so we That's all right. laughed. Um, oh. But he's a guy you want to see get hit in the face. Um, at least to me. <laughs> it's, the, it it's, the, it's the haircut. It is. It is. <laughs> it, is he also haircut. from Liverpool? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. I can tell because uh, the way his hair is. <laughs> Yes, he had the Liverpool yeah. bull cut. He is he is paying homage to the Beatles. Uh, Liverpool, uh, I do like listening to him talk. Uh, he, he did say that Scousers cannot be knocked out, so <laughs> someone from the top ten is going to put that to the test. What is a Scouser? <laughs> a Scouser is a, a, I guess, slang term for someone from Liverpool. Got it. Uh, fake. Uh, fake. Someone is wearing fake designer trainers because you know Europe. Oh, this is Scouser will say your trainers are jarred. Okay, you know what, Liverpool, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you have a good soccer team, but get the fuck. He out said of here. straight up, Scousers can't be knocked out. Also, also, let's be real. I fucking hate the Beatles, and not even close to the best music that England has produced. So wait. Wait, you hate the Beatles. They're not yeah. the best music that England has put out. Not so even close. your answer would be the Rolling Stones or Queen? Oh, no. Oh, no? <laughs> you don't know who the best music from, from, from England is? The Darkness? This is unbelievable. Paul Potts. And this is the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you permission to share the screen now. Uh, I'm scared. I'm Are assuming you gonna put, like, you're going to pistols gonna, or something. You're going to educate me. Is it Adele? Is your is your best British music Adele? I am literally fucking furious right now. <laughs> who are, are you guys? Th- are, you, are you guys fucking with me? Mm, who well, are we not thinking no. of? This is a real thing. Is there some is it, is there some English like fucking Sinatra that we're not thinking about? No, <laughs> George Michael, Led Zeppelin, you fucking communist, is the greatest music from England of all time. It's not even close. Okay, that's that's arguable. Yeah, but they but plagiarize I, I pre- a lot of their songs. I prefer oh, Rush. Oh my god! If I'm is, gonna is Rush from England. No, they're from Canada. No, Russia's from Canada. Yeah, hey, okay. my fucking rabbit, get off the couch, I'm so motherfucker. Upset. I'm so upset. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I hate his haircut, and li- the only good thing about Liverpool is the soccer team, so whatever. He he gets starched by anyone in the top ten, and we all know it. Oh, this is, this is cool dead air while Aaron does rabbit stuff. Talk amongst yourselves. I need to save my rabbit from the couch. Anyone in the top ten? I mean, I can see anybody in the top five for sure. Yeah, he's no, uh, maybe not. His ground, his ground game, right? His attacking style, BJJ black belt, makes him competitive. But 
I think he has somewhat of a proclivity to trying to be a showman. Yeah. As you saw in his UFC debut, the whole fact that he held off in coming to the UFC because he didn't think he was ready, and now he feels like he's ready, and the product that we saw was, yes, spectacular. Highlight reel knockout, for sure. It was a... He was the benefactor of a slugfest, right? He was more accurate on the night. Um, and eventually, I think that chin, even though it did get tested, right? It's it's got a it's got a timestamp on it. It's limited. He's going yeah. to eventually, he's eventually going to meet somebody that's just going to hit him correctly, and is not going to allow him a chance to recover because that's what he got in this last fight was a chance to recover, gain his senses, use his skills to his advantage, and eventually put this guy away. And that's not going to happen against anybody of elite competition in the lightweight division. I mean, to be quite honest, I thought he was a featherweight. Um, I did too. I thought he was smaller. I thought, I, I thought he was a featherweight. And the fact that he is fighting at 155, there are some motherfuckers that are going to put it to him and he's going to have to really hone his skills. I know we're not saying anything crazy. He's going to, he has an opportunity. He has an opportunity to correct some deficiencies, but if, if he doesn't, he's in, uh, he's in for a rude awakening. Well, to your point, there's no recovery time against Michael Chandler. There's no recovery time against Charles Oliveira. I don't care who gave you your fucking jujitsu black belt. Good luck with Charles Oliveira. There's no yeah. recovery time with Dustin Poirier or Benil Darius or really any of these guys. And that's, I, I would be lying if I said I had heard of the Italian Brazilian Luigi Vandermini, but the Italian Brazilian. <laughs> it's, yeah, they listen I mean, to him as from Brazil and his name is fucking Luigi. He's Italian, he lives in Brazil. Okay. Did you guys did you guys like seamlessly watch Darren Till transition into Portuguese during his interviews though? That's fucking trippy. No. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I respect anyone who has that level of linguistic fluency, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Patty's got a future. I just think it's the slow play here like we've said. It's the Sean O'Malley thing. It's weird that Sean O'Malley's still not in the top 15 <laughs> at bantamweight. But it's it's because he refuses to fight anybody in the top fifteen because he's a bitch. You think it's that and not the pay thing? Um, I understand his perspective. Yeah, he's like, why fight anybody that's that's well ranked if I'm not going to be paid anymore? Yeah. But if you're truly a competitor, you want to fight the best competition. He is thinking it as a business model, which has its pros and cons. Don't get me wrong. He. You know, a, a part of my personality says, yes, that's the right play. Fight out your current contract, renegotiate for more money, and then begin to fight against elite competition. But if you're truly only concerned about being the best, it doesn't matter. You got to fight the best. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. That's, that's a tough, that's like the opposite version of like the Simone Biles thing, right? Where it's like, she didn't want to compete because she had the twisties and there was something with her medication, which, okay, fine. He's saying, no, 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 I'll fight Piotr Jan or TJ or whoever, but I want top 15 money. 
I find it hard to blame the athlete because the UFC sure as shit will kick them to the curb as soon as they have to. Yeah. But the trade-off for that is he doesn't get to be in the top 15. I think that's fair too. Right. So you want to, you want to fight on an under top 15 contract. Well, that's what you're going to do. You want to be a top 10, top 15 guy, which I think talent wise, everyone knows he is. Then you got to actually fight those guys. But if you want to wait for that contract, that's fine. But you've got this holding period. And he's not that young. He's like 27, 28. So. Yeah, it's, it's a trade-off, right? So are you banking on yourself long-term that you're going to fight at your current contract and, you know, win and or finish everyone that you face or you go for it right now, right? That's the trade-off. Yeah. I get it. I, I, I get it. I'm not faulting him either way. My my point I'm merely making is that someone that's only concerned with being quote unquote the best, the top of what they do in their weight class, in their division as a fighter, wouldn't care. Like, hey, I know I'm going to get a better contract and I may do it when I'm in the top 10, which means you have more leverage as well. That's the that's the converse to this argument is if he were to fight better competition and win at the end of his contract, he has even more leverage to get better pay. Now I know he's banking on other things like his uh, star factor as a Mm -hmm. fighter and his, uh, his likability as a fighter and a person. He also has a lot of social media presence. Yeah. So I get that as well. I, I feel like he's just approaching it too much as a business person as opposed to somebody that's mainly concerned as a competitor. Well, and, and to that point, TJ Dillashaw has one focus. Piotr Jan has one focus. And if you're if you've got even half a foot in something else, you're you're too far behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he's playing a dangerous game. Yeah. yeah. If it works, good for him. If it doesn't, you know. Right now, he has the benefit of being young, and he has probably a physical advantage over a lot of his competitors, and he has the ability to learn, but there's going to be a crest to that. And then on the backside, once maybe some of his physical gifts fade, if he still has that mindset of being, well, I'm also going to do this while I'm doing this, while fighting, I should say. Yeah. Um, you're going to see, you're going to see him go on a losing streak. Yep. I agree. <sighs> this is an interesting list of fights you have on the screen. Yeah, just all the, you know, since there's no UFC this coming weekend, uh, I'm just kind of looking at everything coming up. I didn't realize Anthony Spith versus Orion Spam is coming up so soon. Um, I think it's in two weeks, right? Yeah. Next Neither week. did anyone else. Yeah. But and then I thought I Johnny, like Anthony Smith though. I do too. I'm a I'm an Anthony Smith fan. He's super nice too. Yeah. Uh, I like his commentary when he's on the desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any shows, I've always really really liked his analysis. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of fights. It was funny when I saw uh, Dern versus Rodriguez. I thought it was the same picture of the same person. <laughs> um, and then uh, 
when I saw Costa versus Vittori, all I could think about was the orcs and the white orcs in yep. uh, in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Which, by the way, Ryan Ashley, your uh, your wife's new tattoo is dope. Uh, yes. She posted a picture uh, of it online. As you know, uh, or for those of you who don't know, my wife is trying to cover her legs in tattoos because she doesn't like the way that her legs look, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, she is far too self-conscious for her own good. She's a very, she's an extremely beautiful person, but she got a tattoo of the Witch King of Angmar getting stabbed at the top of his helmet, uh, which we know from the books and from the movies, it was done by... Uh, Eowyn of the Rohan and he had stated that no man could kill him and she replied with I am no bro and then proceeded to stab him (laughs) (laughs) and it's a fantastic tattoo Uh, when she sent me the picture the first thing I said was like wow I'm jealous (laughs) because it's it's just it's so good do you have any tattoos I do they're all hidden I have both my underarms tattooed. I have the inside of my lip tattooed, and I have my. Uh, In your private I, region. <laughs> I guess it's like it's like the male front tramp stamp tattooed. Do you really? The entire, yeah, the entire from my belly button down to, well, I guess below where a normal waistline would be is tattooed. Does it say my other dick is black? <laughs> <laughs> Just it kidding. certainly. It certainly does not. <laughs> okay, good. Um, no, it's a uh, it's a skull with uh, roses and thorns coming off of either side, and it actually has the inside of my belly button tattooed. Which, for those of you that have been tattooed, which I know you have, because you have fantastic tattoos. Um, I'm working on it. As you know, um, the inside of your belly button is extremely painful i would imagine it's excruciating yeah yeah uh, yeah the inside of your lip you don't feel it all just fyi if you ever want to get a inside of your lip tattoo done for a gag it is uh not painful at all you don't feel it and from what i understand they're supposed to go away within three to five years because it's skin tissue that gets uh replaced on a yeah. very repetitive motion However, I got mine done um, well over 10 years ago, and I think (laughs) that you can still see it. Yeah, I see it on the inside, (laughs) and uh, it's the dumbest tattoo I ever got. It's three, (laughs) obviously, right? It's on the inside of my lip. It's three O's because I wanted to be anti-straight edges, straight edge, which is three X's, and I had a friend, I had a... I had a friend, his name was TJ, and he was straight edge at the time, and he was getting a bunch of straight edge tattoos, and I decided I was just going to go to my local tattoo shop where I've gotten a tattoo before and say, hey, has anybody tattooed a lip before? Yes, I have. Cool. What do you want? I want three O's. Totally funny story. Uh, Unplanned, I was at that tattoo parlor getting a different tattoo when he showed up to get that tattoo <laughs> i bet i could guess what shop it was uh you'd be wrong oh yes is it not there anymore <laughs> it's not there anymore okay it actually w- has it has a different name now 
It is now known as Heritage Tattoo. Oh, I would have guessed Old Rose. Yeah, it wasn't Old Rose. Okay, fair enough. Damn. Uh, so I have my right arm is all, obviously all the way covered, and then my left arm is half, and I'm almost done with it. My next appointment is at the end of this month, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm ready to be done with it because every time I sit down and he starts, I'm like, wow, this hurts, and it's expensive, and I, you know, if it wasn't for <laughs> symmetry, I would just stop. But they both have to be done. But I do like them when they're done, obviously. So yeah, yeah. My wife says that your pain tolerance goes down as you get older. So she's trying to get all of the most difficult spots of her body tattooed now it sure before feels she that gets way. before she gets older. I asked uh I asked my artist last time. I asked him, I said, what's the most difficult thing to tattoo? And I expect I was I meant like type of art, like <laughs> is an ocean difficult to tattoo? And he took it to mean body part and without missing a beat, he goes, buttholes. And I was like, oh. I was like, I uh, meant, I meant, like, artwork. He goes, oh, still buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, right. but butthole artwork on buttholes <laughs> is butthole artwork, by far yeah. the most difficult. Compelling. I go, I go. How many buttholes have you tattooed? He's been doing it for twenty years. Like the answer is not zero, but it's got to be less than ten. He goes. More girls want a star around it than you would think. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "All right, you know what? I don't want to talk anymore. Could you just, could you just do the fucking filigree in between?" And those the are the girls pieces, that marry please. the fighters. Yeah, um, well, hey, whatever. <laughs> this is America. You want to tattoo a star around your butthole? Do it. I don't care. Yep. And then date Trevor Bauer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna punch you in it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah he is so, anyway uh yeah this is the this is the type of episode i was hoping for so. yeah well you know we're already here so uh uh damn it fuck uh, hey what did you guys think of tom aspinall up to number 11 now in heavyweight he has a giant chin yeah he does <laughs> like a physically giant chin you're saying yes yeah no yeah. uh not not yeah, yeah. uh not uh not a not a yeah have you uh have either of you seen the movie the rocketeer yes uh i thought that he he looked like like this guy (laughs) (laughs) from the rocketeer uh lothar (laughs) oh wow he just looks like he got hit in the face with the brick um uh, it, his face looks like a beet pulverizer and pulverized meat. It's very neat. It's an interesting thing that he has going on. It's pretty neat. You can tell by the way it is. Yep. Well, does does or does not Tom Aspinall already have a nickname? He, you know, I love nicknames. It does not appear that he does. So can we suggest to him that his nickname be Lothar? so i love fighter nicknames and tattoos his tattoos are questionable he has what appears to be like a roman gladiator in front of a burning coliseum that's kind of cool and on across his chest and some birds flying on some smoke and some roman numerals across his lats i can't tell what's on his right arm and his left arm he has some 
Japanese writing and some more Roman numerals and pocket full of something. So not the worst UFC tattoos, definitely not the best. Yeah, squarely, squarely average. I think Brock Lesnar had the worst tattoos. You think so? He had that handle on the thing on his chest that looked like a wiener, and there's no way around that. <laughs> uh, well, he so couldn't just, come on the screen without us making fun of him coming on the screen. So, well, we're not yeah. making fun of him because he's Brock Lesnar. Uh, so they're saying Alan Belcher has the worst tattoo. He has he has an Elvis tattoo or a Johnny Cash tattoo that looks it like doesn't garbage. look like either one of them. It's Johnny Cash. Yeah, look at yeah. you knowing that. And it, most people say it looks like Kim Jong Il, which is which is, <laughs> which is rough. Uh, the the damage across Darren Elkin's chest is pretty bad. If he didn't I, live I, up to it, it would be bad. It also looks shitty the way it's all stitched together. I hate that. Uh, okay, Brock Lesnar number three. Yeah, that's a rough sword. That's a rough sword. Number four, Joey Beltran. Not super familiar with him. Uh, he's not in anymore. He's a little the Mexicutioner is his nickname. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Connor number five. I don't know if I agree. I don't hate Connors. I think they fit him. Could I be any more biased when it comes to Connor? Let's just move on. Kimo <laughs> Leopoldo has some like tribal work that doesn't look great. Junie Browning has a bad grenade on his fist. Joe Riggs has diesel across his tummy. Yeah, that yeah. was his nickname, Joe mm-hmm. Diesel Riggs. Christian Moorcraft has Moorcraft across his belly. That's bad. And Paolo Filo has a very poorly drawn dollar bill. Yeah, those are all, and some dogs under it. Those are very bad tattoos. I think I want to get olive pride across my skin, my chest. I don't think you should. You know what? Actually do that. And I'm going to get it in the um, olive garden font. <laughs> <laughs> For for an authentic Italian dining experience, look no further than Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah, all you can eat salad. They're putting one in by my house. It's like why? Like who? Like what? How does this still exist even outside of a pandemic? No more restaurants world. Like what? Who goes to Olive Garden? Yo, I'm gonna have to sell my house because their value is gonna drop after the Cracker Barrel opens yeah. up the street. <laughs> Are they really opening a Cracker Barrel? I think they are. That's cool. Oh, geez. It's not that weird Beaver gas station in in fucking Texas that you guys have, dude. Bucky's. I was. I went there last week. We made a special trip. Why? What? You guys talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Jesus. I I don't want to. I'm gonna Google it. (laughs) Everybody who wears that shirt, they think they're so fucking cool. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. You don't know about Bucky's? You'll know it when I do you not. see it. Oh, they Bucky's, have them in uh, Georgia now, too. Wow. Okay. These are the best pecans you can get. False. Nope, not false. <laughs> you cannot argue. How about... Uh, I mean, how about, it's totally subjective. How <laughs> about this? <laughs> Beaver twist? These are white chocolate covered bugles. That's pretty cool. How about uh, salted caramel rice krispie treat? No thanks. 
gay bacon. What? (laughs) (laughs) Candy. Uh, (laughs) That's rainbow gummy strips. No, uh, and uh, I had uh, while I was so. So there's all the candy I bought, but mind you, while I was there, I also had probably the best brisket sandwich I've had in a month. Uh, Also picked up a new pair of shoes, a new (laughs) pair of sandals, a new gardening hat. And if I had wanted to, I would have picked up a crossbow because that's (laughs) fucking Bucky's. (laughs) Okay. It's a one-stop shop right there. How much do they want for the crossbow? Yeah. Uh, $2.99 for the that's model they deal. had there. That, that's yeah. a good deal. Great assortments of bait. Uh, they're master baiters there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thank you for loving me, guys. Yeah, you didn't shy uh, away from that one, did you? Yeah, your face said it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, I literally picked up my buddy. Uh, you, you, I think you guys may have each met AJ at some point in time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he had not been since moving out here to the Lone Star State, and I took him to get some barbecue, and uh, he ended up spending one hundred and fifty dollars on so snacks. Of, some, not the best, but some of the best barbecue in America, and you go to that place. Well, yeah, the shitty barbecue here is still better than all the good barbecue there. <laughs> that I, it, it, I'm just very upset, but it's fine. Hey, it's I've been fine. To Franklin's. Franklin's Enjoy is your... amazing. Enjoy it's... your fucking beaver, <laughs> gay bacon, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't uh... even care. I don't even fucking care. Ray, what are you, what are you drinking bacon. tonight, Dom? I have a little. So the only beer I really drink now, if it's not like from the brewery down the street from my house, is uh, is from Stone Brewing Company, and so I have their hazy IPA. Not their best effort, but better than their anniversary beer. Have you had their uh, palindrome? Uh, the O two O two O two. Yeah. Yes. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. Most of what they make is wonderful, and their worst IPA is still better than ninety eight percent of the IPAs out there. So. Yeah. Shout out to my wife, uh, proud representative of Stone for some time. The best benefits, the best employee benefits of working for Stone is that you get a free case of beer every single month. And you just get to choose what you want. That's pretty And then if you if you live close to work, at the end of each shift, you get what is known as a shifter, which is a free pint of beer of your choosing, whatever's on tap. And I will say that they throw the best, the absolute best holiday parties. Oh, I bet. The best holiday party I have ever been to, top three have all been at Stone. Uh, they did a casino night. Yes. They turned their entire brewery and their bistro into a casino and dance club. Then when they opened up their packaging facility a couple of years later, they turned that into a full-on rave, which was fantastic. And then when they opened Liberty Station, I was there as well. And that was so good. Um, Open bar, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, my wife no longer works for them um, because she's self-employed and she's a baller. And she's a, she's a quote unquote, all due respect, a badass bitch. Um, 
Well, yeah, they're uh, they're and really our, good. Harold Holiday's party, Dom. You remember we got pizza once, <laughs> once one one slice each. Yeah, what was that? What was that enormous? <laughs> 12 figure revenue company we worked for <laughs> uh yeah uh, no that's awesome to hear man i am a i have been a, a purveyor not a purveyor a well i don't consumer. sell it i i yeah but what i have been a a long time here you go aaron promoter of stone's product and uh brand and happily continue to be so they are you, I'm sure you know this, but it is written into their company bylaws that if they were ever to be bought out, they would have to change their name. Yep. Which I appreciate, not because I care about, like, I'll, I'll drink Bud Light, I don't care. Not because I care <laughs> about that, but because it means they actually believe, like, the stuff that made them famous that wasn't just the good beer, so. Yeah. Yeah, my, my father-in-law is in their founding wall. Did he also work for them? No. No, but uh, when he was getting his master's degree, he interviewed the founder of Stone as uh, for some master's project he was doing. Anyway, turned into a relationship is why my wife eventually worked for them. But that's, cool. uh, that's a yeah, fun story. He knew him before they were ever a really big commodity. When I got my master's degree, I sat in the classroom and listened to professors talk. <laughs> That's how I did it. No, that was how you guys. That was how. Look, do you want to see it? I'll show you. It's right here. Here you go. Master of Education. Check it out. There it is. Anyway, I got it by listening to a to a well a professor, a legitimate doctor, talk and paying a lot of money. Yeah. You know what the good doctor used to say about masters was, uh, uh, or teachers was, yeah. Uh, just because they know how to teach doesn't mean they know how to learn. That's, uh, that's how he you know what it's funny you say that because i talk to a lot of teachers every single day and a lot of them are fucking morons no um <laughs> wait hopefully none of, if any of them listen to this i would be like you listen thank you you know um, <laughs> that wasn't also, you you're clearly one of the smart ones <laughs> yeah right i obviously was not talking about you i would you know but some of them are really awesome very smart people and I love learning stuff. And so I, I try to like impart that on the kids. Like, hey, you might not like this and I get it. I don't need you to like it, but let's try to maybe enjoy the process. They're like, hey man, fuck you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, but uh, I love to learn. So I was totally happy to listen to those, those people talk. And I listened to the good doctor, for example. And I'm like, man, he's awesome. Also gotta... like a master's degree is a weird intermediary. Yeah. Although you could like, you know, my sister got her her doctorate in architecture, which is fucking fantastic if you ever have a sick building. <laughs> I thought about going back for a doctoral program, but ultimately I'm not going to do it. I am going to end up with a second master's of administration, educational leadership that I start next year. But um, I don't know. Doctors are cool. Yeah. And if I became, if I got my doctorate or PhD, I would not respond unless people referred to me as doctor. Yeah, my dad and, will correct people. You and know. I legally wouldn't have to. So. I think you should just change your name to doctor. I think that's probably where this is headed. D-O-C-H-K-T-E-R. 
or something <laughs> like that. Dog tour. <laughs> yeah. T O R maybe. Yeah. I don't you're, know. But like we're taking it full circle because that's how you would pronounce it with a Liverpool accent. <laughs> Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> Uh, I'm naming my child Shithead. S H I T H E A D. Shithead. Okay. Uh, Is Glover um, Teixeira going to beat Jan Blahovich? No. Blahovich, no. No. Is Glover Teixeira 74 years old? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> also, I know it's Glover, but, you know, come on. Uh,. <laughs> uh before before we have to rip. not not the most damn impressive recent resume for the for the globester but i digress silly computer um since there's no fights to look forward to this weekend outside of triller um what are y'all so, there, so there's no fights to look forward to continue yeah. what are y'all looking forward to this weekend before we before we wrap up Football. Yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. Football. Is, is there football games? Yeah. Yeah, the first game was tonight. The defending Super Bowl champions of Tampa Bay, the Bucaneros, took on the Cowboys of Dallas. Oh, really? Yes. But how did how did that match commence and, and conclude? This is fucking uh, The match itself. <laughs> was still in progress when we started this podcast. So I do not know the result. I'm hey. not gonna wear I'm not gonna wear these boxing mittens. <laughs> like that, well how many this, home that's what listening to you talk about other sports ref- is like how many yeah. referees did the umpire score on the goal? Uh let's see. Oh come on ESPN do better than this. Hey, do hey, better Siri, than this ESPN. Uh Alexa, hey Siri, Google Window, uh who won in the Cowboy game? The Bucks won by two. Oh wow! Neat. And the only only by two points, Brady threw four touchdowns, one interception that I saw that was not his fault. Uh, and my Rams play on Sunday night against the Chicago Bears. Your Rams? You are and an owner in the LA Rams. I have watched every single down since they moved back to LA, and there were some rough ones. But no, I'm not an owner. Thank you. Okay. Watched or been to? Um, I am hoping to get out to SoFi Stadium this year. Are you a, do you have a favorite football team? I previously was a season ticket holder for five years with the San Diego Chargers, mm-hmm. now of Los Angeles, and I have a, a limited <laughs> a limited interest in their stake. <laughs> okay. I like the Jets. Are they still a team? They yeah. are, and you know yeah, what? They got a quarterback a from BYU. They got a Mormon quarterback, and you know what? That he might be good <laughs> <laughs> because well. he's Mormon. <laughs> no, not because he's Mormon, but the fact that he is Mormon and he might be good is like an interesting fact. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Right. He he could be the next Steve Young. Wow. I think uh, I think Justin Herbert is good. I don't know that the Chargers are good, but I think Justin Herbert is very good. Yeah, sure. 
He has fantastic hair as well. He does. That might be good, his. Yeah. That might be one of his best features. I am very confused for a. Uh, uh, wait, uh, Anderson Silva is fighting Tito Ortiz this weekend. Yeah. And and the Matrix. There's a new trailer for the Matrix. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, what's what's movie. going on? With, what's going on and, with that? And what next fucking, year? What fucking year is it? <laughs> I dude, uh, who knows? When the movie comes out, it'll be 2022, which will be over 20 years from when the first one came out. And Keanu Reeves looks exactly the same. Yeah, I don't worship at the altar of Keanu Reeves like the rest of the internet. Wow. Uh, okay. There's a really long <laughs> that, that was harsh. I know. There's a really long <laughs> article about Justin Herbert on ESPN's website. If you're interested, uh, I read it. And they'll go five and eleven. That's cool. Oh, the Chargers will go 12 and 5. Oh, that's right. 17 games this year. Uh, you think they're going to go 12 and 5? Yeah. You want to have a gentleman's bet about it? Um, specifically 12 and 5. I'd go with an over under total wins. Okay. Over under 9. Are you, you said you said 5 and 11. Winner buys the other one a bottle of Bruce Boffer's beer and says, it's time. So we got to go nine and a half, right? So we can do an actual over under, or do you want to go eight and a half? Uh, I will let you decide that number. Let me look at their schedule. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. So the Chargers open up against the Washington football team in Washington, Uh D.C., where their starting quarterback is one Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Of Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins fame, who is known for throwing many touchdowns, but also throwing many interceptions. Washington football team also boasts probably one of the strongest defenses in the league, led by second overall pick in the same draft as Justin Herbert, Chase Young, Mm -hmm. plays defensive end, who is an absolute physical specimen who will rip your head off. Yes, exactly. They have a strong defensive line, a pretty above average linebacking core with a solid secondary unit. I am concerned about their offensive line or their offensive scheme because it seems predicated upon the pass where the Chargers secondary with a return Derwin James, who was an all pro in his first year at strong safety, who has missed better part of two years with a broken foot i believe and then also some other significant injuries which is concerning for somebody who plays a physical position such as strong safety mm-hmm. uh with a pretty resurgent defensive line who have also many nfl pundits are projecting that joey bosa will lead the league in sacks for the year uh middle linebacking core is a question mark because they have lost their starting middle linebacker denzel perryman to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but I project that with the new signees to the offensive line of the San Diego, sorry, Los Angeles Chargers, mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to win the game by 10 points. And I feel like they will finish second in their division to the Kansas City Chiefs because they are an all star team and they will make the playoffs as a wild card berth, obviously as finishing second in their division, making it to the divisional round game where they will likely get knocked out by either the Chiefs themselves or another division winner 
And then the following year, there will be a strong pundit contender for a Super Bowl championship. <laughs> oh, another come on. year, another year of experience with okay. some hopeful free agent additions. This is my favorite thing about Charger fans. <laughs> you never understood why the Philip Rivers teams didn't win, did you? Um, I experienced it I experienced it firsthand, sir. Mm-hmm. So I, I know exactly what you're referring to. It's that. Well, well, Tom Brady was standing there, and the rest of them weren't that good. So I have a question for you. You think Joey Bosa is going to lead the league in sacks, or some people do? Uh, I said some people. I don't think that he will, because I think that he will be double teamed. So that's not why. Do you know who led the league in sacks last year? I do not. TJ Watt, who had okay. more than double the amount of sacks Joey Bosa had. And okay. doubling him up effectively were Aaron Donald and something Hendrickson from New Orleans. I hate the New Orleans Saints with every fiber of my being. Um, so TJ Watt, uh, he's a very good player. Yeah, super No beast. doubt there. Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald, probably the best defensive player of all time. One of the best interior defensive linemen to ever play the game. Yeah. Yes. Interior so, defensive lineman. Don't yes. don't do this. Don't do this. Anyway, I'm just. I, well, I'm here's not my trying... issue. The best one is Junior Sam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> noted noted interior defensive lineman Junior Sam. Uh, knock knock. Here no, here's my good. issue with our gentleman's bet. Okay. You said twelve and five, but then you set the over under at nine, and I adjusted it to nine and a half. So why are you getting three games? Um, I don't believe I was the first one that said nine. I think that was Aaron. What? Correct me if I'm wrong. For the over under at nine, I didn't. I don't know who's in the World Cup this year, so I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I watch people beat each other up. You said five and eleven, which is okay incorrect so because that's we're how playing you got to nine. Okay. We're playing. We're playing 17 games. I said 12 and five. So if we split the difference, we're at sorry eight and a half. And and that's fair. Don't get me wrong. Joey Bosa is a super stud. Um, sure. I, they don't have a particularly difficult schedule, and I don't think they're in a very good division outside of Kansas City. I think Denver is terrible, and I don't think the Raiders are good. Um, apparently Denver is supposed to be much more improved this year. Right. Just but like, the just time, like the chargers. That's what the Denver fans say every year. They have skinny ankles, Teddy Bridgewater as their quarterback. Uh, although man, uh, they'd be smart. Somebody is going to jump on Cam Newton. You figure, right. And maybe give him a shot. Yes. Um, yes. the Washington football team, the Cowboys, the chiefs, that's week three. That's tough. Then Vegas, Cleveland, Baltimore, who knows if Baltimore is even really going to be good. Then the Patriots and the Eagles, those are two winnable games. They probably lose to the Vikings and the Steelers. Then the Broncos, Bengals again. Then the Giants, they're terrible. Then the Chiefs, Texans. I think nine and a half is fair. Okay. What is their actual over under? I do not know. Let's see. Maybe that's the, the fairest way for us to do it. Chargers over under. Oh, look at look at us. It's actually nine. Okay. <laughs> but if we set it to nine and a half, 
If you agree to that, I would take the under and kind of expect them to win nine. Okay. Agreed. Okay. And what's the, the gentleman's or... bet? Is the gentleman's bet a bottle of Puncher's Chance? Yes. The okay. gentleman's bet is one bottle of Puncher's Chance. I'm for it. Sweet. Okay. Huzzah. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. All right, fellas. Aaron, Aaron, you got to note that on our bets note because we'll, we will forget. It's a long ways from now. Oh, I totally yeah. will. Okay. Ugh. One bottle of Puncher's Chance, and I get to watch you drink it if you win. <laughs> the entire the entire thing at once and we're gonna make deep eye contact and it's not on the podcast <laughs> take off your glasses i need to see into your eyes that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> while you cry <laughs> okay all right fellas Fair. i love talking to you guys just tell me how you yes. feel deeply the whole time <sighs> it's like i feel terrible about this bourbon uh, until but our next good. ah nah Trump 24 oh god no <laughs> go to the pretty podcast.com and buy our merch so that we can afford tickets to a USC event next year yeah it would be dope if you guys could pay for our if both of you could pay for our Vegas trip <laughs> that we just decided on an hour ago <laughs> oh shit Dom it's time for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. What would it take to make a fan like you listen to a man like me talk about UFC? I don't know. Let's ask my friend Tom. We'll find out who won in the weekend's run. MMA, I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. Get away from my feet. Ryan Hall, why'd you gotta fall in an Aminari roll? Pretty neat podcast.